You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Opinions expressed in the 6 to Midnight podcast are solely those of the individuals giving them and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Yadude or WYDG. Hi, I'm Proxy. And I'm Al. Between us, we have more than a century of fapping experience. In this show, we review adult games, erotica, and porn so you can know what's good and what's not worth your time. We use a patented 6 to Midnight rating system. You know, like a clock, but like... A cock. Six means it's trash, won't get you up at all. Midnight means full mast, and every hour in between gives you an idea of where it's at between the two. Be advised that this episode may contain spoilers for the media reviewed. Obviously. Greetings and welcome back to the Six to Midnight podcast. I'm Proxy. I'm Al. And on this week's episode, we're looking at Amorous and the Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons. Wait. Are you a furry? So, as per usual, we're going to go ahead and dive in. Uh, Tackle the game first. And what a game to tackle this week. Which is indeed what we usually do. (laughs) It is indeed. Not, in fact, uh, the book first, which uh, I don't know who would say that. I don't know. Either. Someone who doesn't even know our show. Obviously. Clearly. Uh, so getting into the game, Amorous. Uh, Al, what were your first impressions on Amorous? I have to know. So Amorous is a game that was recommended to me by one Proxy the Fox. That's so weird. Uh, what a degenerate. It really is. Uh, but like, don't tell him I said that. Uh, it's safe with me. Right. Uh, so it was it was originally recommended to me by proxy. And <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep, we're going there. Uh I don't know. I was like, well, this is this is a this is a this is a furry game for sure. Uh, it looks like it's going to be neat. I liked the art style. The art style is so heckin' good. It's very good and they had decent, like, animations for the characters, so they didn't just, like, seem like pictures. Yeah, no, they were good. constantly I, moving my, about. My overall first impressions were, you know, very good, I would say. What What about, what about you? Because uh, you're the one that originally my, found this. Yeah, so I was, I found it because of, I think it was the furry IRL subreddit. Or one of the furry subreddits that I follow, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Hey, uh, go! We should, we should. Uh, what are they saying? Troll on the Steam Awards by voting for this game." And I don't remember the reason for it, but I was like, "Oh man, this must be a really bad game. This must be like one of those games that everyone knows is terrible, but like I'm, I'm out of the loop on it." Um. Right. So I was like, well, I better go. I have to check it out now. I need to know what all the hubbub is about. What's all about all the hubbub, bub? So I installed it because it's free. And, you know, I first booted up Amorous. I'm expecting something cheeky, short, roughly written. Um, But, you know, where else am I going to set my bar for a free game? Needless to say, it didn't take very long for Amorous to completely spoil me with what a dating sim or visual novel could be. Honestly. I've played 
plenty of great visual novels, dating sims, however you want to go about naming them, that are just flat 2D, non-moving characters. A little bit of BGM in the background. And maybe not a whole lot of depth to the characters at all. Uh, Amorous just destroyed it. Like, in a, the best way possible. They certainly destroyed me. <laughs> so, so let's they dive in. Me for all the other dating sims. <laughs> I, they really did. It's, uh, you get a taste of Amorous. And that's my and thing. I really dig now how, uh, which we'll get into a little bit, a little bit later on, but with all the memes going around now because of Cyberpunk 2077, and it's like, you can customize your genitals. Amorous, first time. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I think that's a very important part of when we mention Amorous is that it's not it's not just a dating sim. Like, you can create your fursona on there. You can. In so much detail. It's There's an insane amount, like... Like, get it just for that. Yeah, I was, I mean, they <clears throat> do make, I think it's Team Amorous makes the, uh... I know I have it. Fursona <laughs> Maker. It's on Itch.io. Yep, I have it. Very good. I had it on my other laptop before you killed it. I, uh, here we are again. <laughs> Folks, ignore him, please. Um, so... Why did and you we're gonna have guy? to once the game is finally done, because coming from the same team and the likes of uh, Jason FX is... Bare, uh, bare back streets, mm -hmm. but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Yes. Uh, so story and plot wise, the, the story surrounding you, the main character is simple enough. You're between jobs, looking to get out and do something with yourself. When your stepbrother, Kobe has recently been dumped and offers to take you out on the town to his favorite club, Amorous. Once there, you have the choice between several characters to chat up and get phone numbers from, Overall, the story is involving and the writing is good. A lot of what really makes this game great is the depth of character. But we'll cover that shortly. They made a plot that is very much about the people you're dating. More yes. about the people you're dating than it is about your personal story. Truly. And I think that did so many favors for the game. Because, like, my experience as a character going through a date with, you know, one potential mate and then playing it again with another mm -hmm. and they're completely it's like a different game it really is no like it, it has so much replayability because of all the different characters there are and the just with how many choices there are to make it's really just a little overwhelming <laughs> At first. At first it is. It is. Once you realize and but, break it down. Yeah. How each of the characters has their own storyline and you're like, okay, so I can get through one storyline in like a couple hours. So really what I thought was going to be an 18 to 20 hour game, I can do in small chunks and work my way through it. Right. So and what were your you thoughts will want on, to. Oh, you will. Like it's, you get into this, you're not getting out of it. Nope. Not until you get end. into Amorous, and then Amorous gets into you. Hard. Super hard. But, so what uh, are your thoughts on story and plot-wise? I mean, apparently I didn't write very much on this because I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> because <laughs> You should have got Seth on it. He would have written stuff for you. Oh, Seth, my boy. Yeah? <laughs> I say my boy, but they're all my boy. Or all. my gal. Yeah. Or my gender-fluid Lex. Ugh. My first... 
I remember shortly after telling you about the game and you just kept messaging me and being like, went through another one, went through another one. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. <laughs> just, it was such a delight. I and I'm like, to. shit, you're getting through this faster than I am. I had nothing going on. So mm. I, I had everything going on, but like nothing adulty. Uh, well, this certainly filled the void of adulty. Sure did. <laughs> Story. There's a bunch of different, there's like this coastal town where everyone is varied species and everyone's very open and fluid about their sexuality. They sure are. And I dig that for one thing. Like this is like what I would love to see in the real world at some point is when people aren't afraid to be, you know. It's a crazy great evolved culture where yes. we've all become our personas. Yes. No, it just shows it you that a furry society, <laughs> a furry society is much more liberal understanding and accepting than a human society is. I think the the underlying political message that's being delivered. You know, here. I think you're absolutely correct. And <laughs> we'll just move on from that, though. And uh, characters and development, they can't say enough about the depth and development of character in this game, because the characters in this game are incredibly deep and well written. And. Every single one of them is super interesting, memorable. Even the side characters that come in, like in individual storylines, are decently memorable. Like the two bitches that came up when we were dating Sky. Oh, oh, still makes me I, salty. Still filled with salt. Uh, yeah, and I I really liked the way that that even the side characters play into you based on when you start the game and you get into you know. Do you identify as male or female? And have you always been this way? Yeah, because I, so, I made a trans character right. that's female to male and had, you know, like male genitalia and whatnot, but was canonically trans. Right. And the characters in the story, the like in Sky's storyline actually like bullied me for being trans in the story and i was like first of all rude second of all that's incredible attention to detail on the devs part mm. like that's amazing <clears throat> don't choke on it we at six to midnight do not condone the bullying of trans people though. no <laughs> no but it was a really good attention to like my character um when i was going through sky's storyline I made my character overweight because I was like, I want to be like, I don't want to be a thin as a rail, like your typical furry. I don't want to get railed by 20 goats. <laughs> I, I can see you thinking of it. Uh, so I was like, I'm I gonna can't make, hear the word rail without thinking of it now. by 20 goats. I, uh, so I, <laughs> so I made my, my character on the chunky side. Um, and they picked on me about my weight. Like, just, that's incredible. I went through it another time with um, making a character who was just ripped. And they're kind of like, wow, you're hot now. You used to be really ugly. Wow. So it's like, it changes based it on just... how you've made yourself. Yeah. And I think and that's... Can we just, once again, this game is free. Yeah. Free. It's, yes. You don't, You pay no money for it. It's on Steam, for Christ's sake. You pay no money for this game worth a shot it's worth a try if you're on the fence about it um 
I did talk to some people who had some minor issues with it, but we can bring that up. I'll bring that up later when okay. we're getting more into uh, the gameplay and stuff. But for me, unless you had something else to add on character development and plot, uh, character depth and development before I just train right into my station. What? Which hand gestures? Which station are we are we going into? My thoughts on character depth and development station. Okay. Okay. Great. Go. Okay. Cool. Hit it. So, of the nine characters that you're able to date in Amorous, each one feels distinctly different. They all have their own personality traits. They stick to them as you pursue their stories. There's none of that wishy-washy crap. Whether you're looking for something incredibly, someone incredibly submissive, or someone more dominant, someone who just needs a push to follow their dreams, or even your own stepbrother. There's something here for you. <laughs> uh, I still, I still have. Don't pretend you didn't love it. I still have fond memories of my dates with Seth, Dustin, Sky, Lex, and Mercy. Their dialogue and personalities really spoke to me, and I found myself getting way more involved with fictional characters than I had ever expected. And that's coming from some. I generally tend to get pretty involved with fictional characters when they're Correct. well written. Um, I'm the type of person that gets through a 12 episode anime and cries my eyes out because oh, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. Um, that's a heckin' mood. This was like, this transported me to another plane of existence <laughs> in another place in time. You what it really does. Like I sat and played Amorous, I think for like six hours straight one time. And I just came out of it and I was like, oh yeah, this is the real world. This sucks. <laughs> I want to go back. Oh yeah. I want to go back on my dates, please. Please. And can I just say the fucking music? It's so good. It's so immersive. Uh, it's so they put that in so VR. You'd never see me again. Or yeah, right. <laughs> You'd never see me again. <laughs> Just build Amor the Amorous Club in VR chat. Yeah. Gone. See you later. Gone. Forever. Hook Goodbye. up some uh, some feedbacks. You know. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta get like a feedback vest and feedback vest and magical undergarments. <laughs> You'd never see me again. Mm, I'd live in Amorous. Well, I need to start developing a tech company. <laughs> uh, so moving from there into gameplay and modability. I actually wrote in the literature specific part as well. Because oh, yes? this is. It's a visual so, novel. Basically what I said, I was like, normally this section is for written works like smut and such. But given this is a visual novel, I feel like it applied here as well. Right. So I just wrote really quickly that the writing in this game is very descriptive and the sexy parts are very arousing. They sure are. Uh, to say the least. There are occasional typos and general grammar like errors, but they're so few and subtle that they don't interrupt the flow of the plot. It's not like, like reading. Uh, yeah, it's not like reading something from <coughs> our, our boy Eddie Knotts. Hashtag Eddie Knotts. Oh, we got to get that trended. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Eddie six Nuts. to midnight. Hashtag Eddie Knotts. Oh my <laughs> god! What if what if Eddie Knotts blows up overnight and is just like, why are so many people reading my books? I'll cry. I'll cry <laughs> happy tears. <laughs> Real happy tears. Oh, and then I'll tweet about it. But no, that that's a good point. the uh, The writing was very good. Um, the writing is excellent. Anything that was wrong or typo wise or grammatical punctuation was so negligible that I completely forgot about it. Yep. I was so immersed in the rest of what was going on. Cause like, I'm kind of like 
anal about grammar and such. And when something is really badly written or has a lot of typos and stuff, it just completely jars me out of the experience, like really, really badly. And this didn't do that. So there obviously wasn't a lot of it. And I can imagine being the person who has to quality check the writing on a visual novel when there are so many choices. Right. (sighs) (laughs) And that's totally fair. So by the time you get into the later game, it it depends on how you're doing things. I can't imagine trying to do like a typical eight hour shift of just grammatical checking. I want that job. If you're hiring for that job, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love that shit. (laughs) We'll have to reach out to uh, Jason FX. Um, (laughs) So when it comes to gameplay and modability, gameplay is your basic visual novel. Read and react to character dialogue in the best way you can. Each of the nine dateable characters have three main dates that you can go on. The first two being more in-depth character exploration, learning about what makes them tick, what drives them, and getting really into who they are as an individual while flirting. The third date has potential to end with a bang in the best way possible. Eh. Ha. Uh, what do you have about gameplay before we get into modability? <clears throat> because there is a mod you'll want for this game. There sure is. Uh, it's a visual novel. You You click through the options. Occasionally it will skip through one if you don't read it fast enough. Like, I know that it, it pauses after that. everyone, but, like, I did have this problem where, as I was reading, if I didn't read along with the text as it appeared, the second it got to the end, it would skip to the next one, and I'd be like, damn it! Yeah, there were I don't read that few, fast! There were a few instances of that for me as well. And that was... And that was honestly more jarring than anything else, yeah. because I'm like, I'm so invested, don't just pull words away from me, I right. wasn't done reading that. Exactly. So I'm like, no, I, I need to read this, like, this is very important to my characters, but, uh... Also, the little, like, mini-games they have on some of the dates really made a great breakup to the narrative while adding to the story. Yeah. And it was just... It's such a good game. They... There was a section um, on one of Sky's dates where you had to help her with the Dance Dance Revolution challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or no, I think you were playing against her. Is what you were doing. I think, yeah, I think you were trying to beat her. And the whole thing is a sheer test in your own pattern recognition. I had to look up a guide. Ah. Uh, um, I didn't. Initially, because I was like, what? it seemed like I was just, oh, this is the pat. No, apparently it wasn't. All right. But you're like, but, dance, dance, revolution guy. I know. I was like, I gotta, I'm gonna have this. This is gonna be so You're easy. You're gonna be so on it. It's gonna be so easy. And then it wasn't. And then it was not. I still, I think, am one uh, achievement short because I just can't nail one last mini game on. Uh, oh crap! What's his name? Big dragon guy. I can't remember. Shrug. His name. I don't remember because I haven't. I haven't been on his storyline yet. Oh, babe. There are a you few. You gotta. <laughs> there are a few that I haven't done their uh, their stories yet. But either way, his name is like an adjective. But either way, there's one game on his storyline that I just, you have to get like a perfect score. And I just haven't been able to do it. 
Like the hand-eye coordination is just not happening. Zenith, that's his name. I'm glad you got it because I'm over here with the power of the internet and oh, see, so to be fair, I haven't. I didn't just look up characters from. I have the power of my heart, where all of these characters live. <laughs> <laughs> they do though. So mod ability. There is because like I was entire... like, there's no mods, and then you're just like, there's a mod, and I was like, oh yeah, there was a mod, wasn't there? Just one. So go on. Let me let me bring you into that. Um, First off, there's a really nice little, like, side community. I'm not sure if they're intended to be a cult or not, but um, that is, like, worshipping Sky from this game on, like, the Steam forums for Amorous. And I think it's wonderful because she was the first storyline I completed. And I was like, I fully understand why everyone wants Sky so much. I remember that She's you were so like, good. Sky's your bae and mm. Lex was my bae. Because they were my, they were the first one that I did. Because mm. they're like non-binary. So I did put in here, you will want the full nudity patch in order to fully enjoy this game. The steps are simple. I'm going to list them for you, just so you have them. You go to your Steam library. Step one, find the game Amorous and left-click on it. Uh, I do believe that they meant right-click. <laughs> so already we're off to a great start. Yes. Yeah, right-click on it, click Properties, click Local Files, then Browse Local Files. In that window, create a notepad and name it showmesomebooty.txt. There are no I spaces. That. And the it's show me some booty. They're all capitalized, the first letters. Press Enter. Rename the notepad slash text file again. This time, delete.txt. And press enter. The notification pops up saying if you change the file name extension, the file might become unusable. Disregard it and just press enter. Much like Deep Space Waifu, it's just a matter of adding a file to the game folder. Brilliant and really adds to the experience. Sure does. Mmm. Mmm. So, so good. So good. Which brings from us there, to fapability. Brings us into fapability. So, oh man. Uh,. Oh, hit me. Hit me with your hot, hot takes. <laughs> so the youth are calling your it these hot, days. steamy takes. <laughs> Everything from the buildup to the act itself was so well laid out. It's not, it's hard not to touch yourself if you're playing this alone. The sex scene's only level of interaction is progressing the scene, leaving both hands free outside of scene progression to help you get your own happy ending. Did I fap to this? Yes, absolutely, and I do it again. The thing for me, and mm -hmm. I've had this this chat with a few of my buddies before, when it comes to things like adult entertainment and porn, if you haven't sufficiently built up a character to the point where I have reason to desire that character, the physical aspect of it doesn't really do much for me. So to just, oh, here's your here's your cutscenes from the end of the game where you fuck these people. Right. That on its own wouldn't really do it. But the fact that they spent so much lead up and there was so much like flirting and the dialogue that goes on between you guys and you start taking a real investment in the characters, their well-being, what's going on with their lives. So by the time you finally make it to the date where you get to fuck them or get fucked by them, depending on who you're dating. Um, it's so good. And it's 
like I said, it's it's hard not to touch yourself while playing this game alone. If you really, I can let, see the spot in Proxy's pants from here. If you, <laughs> if you really uh, <laughs> let yourself get involved with the characters, what are your thoughts on fapability here? The slow build of romancing mm. the characters just really makes the sex scenes at the end so much better. You're so much, you're just so invested in these characters that it like, it, it just, it does things for you. And it, also you feel like you've things. actually worked to get here. Yes. In a way you feel like you deserve this. Right. Like, um, like the payoff is so good. With Dustin. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was Dustin who was struggling with his ex. Yeah. And you have all these awkward moments where like the ex shows up and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's going through all this hard stuff. And at the same time, you're, you're thinking in the back of your head, like, I hope he doesn't go back to him. Right. Like, you can kind of see his ex wanting to, like, just wrap him around his finger and be like, come back to me. Stop dating this other guy. Right. And it's like, all I can do is just treat you well and hope that you don't leave me. Mm-hmm. So by the time you make it to the end and you're like, fuck yes. Hell yeah. I need this. <laughs> so good. Ah. Ah. Get railed by 20 ghosts. Get railed by 20 ghosts. <laughs> just... Oh. And the, but yeah, the fabability of this game. <laughs> we could go on and on about how good this game is. <sighs> Truly. Just like with the ability to revisit the sex scenes though, and to like change the speed and the amount of fluid. <sighs> it's and so good. It's easy to use it for later research. Especially after, like, you've completed the storyline, you know the character, you're super invested, you can go back and relive it over and over. And I definitely have. And I love with my first ending, my first bay, Sky, being a cosplayer, Mm -hmm. that at the end there's this whole canonical scene going on where it's like, hey, so I can just dye my fur whatever color. Do you have a preference? So then you can technically change the color of her fur. There's only one, one right of, answer, but. To one of three <laughs> colors um, for the ending sex scene. Yes. And it is You can also so good. switch uh, Lex between male and female. I do believe that's, isn't it based on the choice of the character you make? It is, but when later when you unlock the sex scene, you can switch them back and forth. Oh, okay. In the cutscene, if you want to. Oh, Super into that. I'll show you later. Please do. Mm. Um, Because I haven't finished Lex's storyline yet. Lex was super interesting to me, though. Now, before we move on from the FAF ability, though, I did want to address um, having spoken with a few friends of mine that have also played this game and kind of trying to get opinions from them on it. Because as far as I'm concerned, Amorous is incredible. Um, Yeah. And so a couple of the issues that I heard on it were that pretty much everyone you try to date ends up being a dude, um, which I disproved immediately by dating Sky. Right. I was like, I, I don't even care, to be completely honest. I don't care what's in her pants. Mm-hmm. Like, she's incredible, and if we get home and she's like, there's no cock like horse cock, I'd be like, I'm fine with this. I'm I'm good with it. I, and also, they're not all dudes, and I, I correct. swear to God if they're talking about mercy, when um, I'm going to kick some someone's ass. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm wondering. I have a type. I'm wondering. And she's my if type. <laughs> she is your type. I'm wondering if it was Lex, uh, where Lex seems very well gender fluid. If you romance her as 
a man, then she ends as a she, like at, with with women parts. Okay. Because that's how it ended for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's dope. And they identify as gender fluid. Like throughout the whole story. There are so many parts. It just that there's so so much depth to these characters. I don't get why people would be upset about their genitals. I don't know. And I'm that really make wondering any sense if me. it's if it's just a matter of I played through this game twice, maybe three times, and all three times, like the first time I dated a guy because that was like my my deal. But then the second time I was like, yo, I want to get with some ladies. And then, you know, you go I don't know if if you're one of those type and then you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting dick here then. And then you throw the game down and you go, well, fuck off. Then, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. It's so much deeper than that. Mm hmm. Um, the other know, that's just because we're very aggressively pansexual. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> we're attracted to the emotional investment. Mm. The other issue, uh, I can't remember if it was you or someone else who was telling me, did you try to make a full female-bodied character? No, why would I do that? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, someone had gone and tried to make a full female-bodied character, and the game pops up a message and is like, Amorous isn't really intended for you to play it this way. Yeah, I I do remember say, seeing that. Maybe I did make a because female of some character, because I, like, I was going on a character-making binge. You were. For a little while. <laughs> but it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I can, I understand that based on how they've done the ending scenes. And so much work was put into the rest of the game as far as, like, all your little choices meaning something. Right. So, I mean. I really, don't know. I don't feel like that was unfair. I, I feel I like it would have so. been more unfair if they hadn't put that in there. And just let you get to the end every time and see what the things that you don't really want to see. Right. Like, the, the game is very clearly geared in that direction, but I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think so. Personally. You can't really, like... They've hit such a wide spectrum on the whole thing. It's really hard to be able to please everyone. And they did a really good job of getting as much in there as possible for being a free game. You know, if they wanted to take the time and do it again and do an entire, like, different take on it because... I feel like you'd open up so many different options and everything else. You'd have to add in new cutscenes for the end. Uh, you'd have to switch around, you know, depending on who you end up with. Okay, well, are they uh, taking or giving when it comes to sex at the end? Are you right. getting railed by them or 20 ghosts? Uh, <laughs> that's that's going to be an on-running joke. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there's a really good song by um, Pepper Coyote called At Least Not Yet. And there's a line in it about getting railed by 20 ghosts, and it's really good. It's it the best his, uh, line in the song, arguably. Huh? It's the best line in the song, arguably. Uh, that and the mac and cheese. but the, the whole song is gold. It is. It really is just a good listen. Um, So moving on from there, though. Yeah. Give me your take on kink variety. I think you're going to have more to say on this than I will. Because Maybe. the more I thought about... Probably because I've done all the storylines, obsessively. Um, but also I feel like the more I, I was thinking about kink variety, the more I was starting to be like what I'm listing here, you know, it's like that scene in portal when he's like, uh, just to say yes, 
okay, what you're doing there is jumping. <laughs> it was one of those like, all right, just list out the kinks. This is going to be so easy. No, what you're listing there are sexual preferences. Yep. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So what are your thoughts on the kink variety? Well, the main kink here is the obvious one, which is furry. Yes. It is a furry game. And it's such a good furry game. It is. Uh, there are car- characters. There are characters. There are characters that provide the domination and submission fetishes. Yep. Uh, there's also one character that fills the. I guess you would call it a kink of being older than you, mm. which is I think her name is Remy. Yep. And being a little on the heavier side, I guess, is a quote-unquote kink. She got, like, what you would probably consider, like, mom bod. Yeah. If Which dad bod is a thing, mom bod can also be a thing. And, and like, quite frankly, so good. And, like, you could argue a bunch of different things or kinks, like different body types and whatnot, and different gender preferences and whatnot, but those don't really count because those yeah. are people's identi- identities. Right. That's more of a sexual preference thing. That's what I was starting to get into because I'm like, oh, man, because, like, I really enjoyed my time spent uh, with Misty. Who? Miss- Mercy? Mercy. Why am I Miss? I did who, that, too, when I was trying to write the review. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck is it Misty? Who do you think you are? God damn. With, uh, with Mercy. Fired. <laughs> and I was like, that's not really a kink. That's just... No, it's I not really like who Mercy is. Yeah. It's the same with all the other characters. Like her kink and quote unquote is like her kind of dominant personality and like yeah, her being very confident. She's so confident it's and it's so, so hot. Good. So good. So like and I mean if you want to get into it like with Seth as being shy and uncertain of but himself. But that's like a character trait. Right, exactly. See, the kinks here are I mean, I think it comes down to just furry and the dom subtype dynamic. Like, those are the only main, like, quote-unquote, kinks or fetishes that I could find in this game. It was surprisingly... It's like when you buy a new pack of Tupperware. (laughs) Because I felt like there was an even amount... I felt like there was an even amount of bottoms to tops in this game. (laughs) Unlike when you've had a set of Tupperware for a few months and all of a sudden it's like bottoms everywhere, not a single top to be found. <laughs> Guess it's just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. So that is, I don't think I can say. But there's no squick. Yeah, no. None squick. None. Unless you don't like furry and I don't know why you're playing this game. Yeah. If uh, if you're not into furry things. Um, probably don't listen to this episode of the podcast too late you're already halfway into it you're already into it it's uh whoops i mean if you're into it now just be into it titled are you a furry (laughs) wait are you a furry are you a furry what What? no No. yes but no so what is your final rating for amorous proxy my final rating on a scale from six to midnight straight up 11 wow uh, I hate that you did that. <laughs> I was going to say deuces and throw up two fingers to be an 11, but... Well, I hate it. it you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Not only is this game furry and free, but it also blew me away 
with my expectations in regards to the animation, the motion, the character depth, the writing, and the story. I found myself so involved with the characters presented that the experiences honestly felt genuine. They felt like people that I knew by the time I was done playing the game. Uh, one side note, because I didn't mention it, if you're, if part of your kink is the uh, some thick hips, this game has you fucking covered. Sure do. I cannot Damn. get over the art style and how fucking luscious these hips are on every character. Kobe. Even when Kobe shows up and you're just like, oh, that's my step. Kobes. <laughs> Kobes. And he walks out of the shower with his blue dick everywhere. And you're just like, oh, Dr. Manhattan got nothing on you, bruh. Sorry. I got you're fired. Little, I got a little lost there. You're fired. Oh, God. Unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm at least glad that they're like, stepbrother, though. You guys don't even look the same, which is, A, a great way to explain a way that you and Kobe don't look alike if you make someone that's not an avian. And right. two, it's a lot easier to explain why you can romance him and yes. not have to try and get into the whole, like, it's ancestral now. They Have you finished his storyline, though? No. Because it feels that way. They really push it hard at the end. Yeah? Yeah. It's a, it's a little hard to read, mm. to be honest. Like, they do kind of push the whole, oh, you're my brother and this is bad type of thing. And I'm like... We're making Jesus cry. And that's fine. Who doesn't love making Jesus cry once in a while? But, like, different ways. <laughs> we all, like... <laughs> Making Jesus cry in different ways. <laughs> Make Jesus cry in the best way for you. <laughs> what was your final rating for, for Amherst? Mine was an 11. I like how you did the, yep. the two separate fingers as separate opposed to two fingers. on the same hand. Yes. So this game is just beautifully put together. Very fun to play because I love... Dating sims in general, they are my thing. They are what I do. Besides clickers, <laughs> apparently. Uh, the replayability of this game is a huge draw to it. And we cannot stress enough that this game is free. It Super free. It Uber is free. You do not have to pay for this game. You do not have to pay for the nude patch. Nope. Like the nudity patch. It is free to you right now on Steam. And I would have happily paid like $10, 15 $20 for this game. Very, very happily. Good news for you. If you want some of the same art style, but you want to pay money for it, Bear, Bear Backstreets is still in development. The, they haven't come out with another playable demo yet, really. Mm -hmm. uh, not mm -hmm. for a while. Partially, probably because of the pandemic going on right now but also uh, i was reading the updates on patreon and it, it looks like they're moving the entire game engine to something that makes more sense and will be a lot less glitchy ah dope so it's gonna take some time to move all that over but i'm very excited i know <laughs> you are because of vergence do you particular. know how i know that you're you excited know? about this because i don't shut up because you don't it? fucking shut up about it i don't I don't. And, and when I it hope finally you never does, do. when it finally hits the market, we are going to, you bet your ass we're reviewing it. My ass is bet. Your ass is bet against my ass that we're reviewing it. I'll and the asses of everyone out ass. there. Um, <laughs> yours truly got to the fucking privilege to work with Jason FX and become the voice for virgins. 
and I have I don't think I've stopped being starstruck since. You haven't. It's it's very much one Can of those you like for me is not like, <laughs> like if Nathan <laughs> Fillion came up and patted you on the shoulder, you're just like I'm never fucking washing this shirt or shoulder again. Yeah, you know, that's fair. It's it's one of those kind of moments. Where oh, I'm just like I talked to this man. I talked to you. And not only did you let me do a voice for your game about sex, that's also a side-scrolly beat-em-up, but also the character is your own fucking persona that there's a bad dragon modeled after him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm way too excited about it. I don't think you're too excited about it. I think, I think you are properly excited, <laughs> and I'm very proud of you. Well, we're going to go take a few minutes to be properly excited. Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll be going over the Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons. We'll see you then. Exiled by his pride for unacceptable desires, Ritnar lives alone. Until one day, he finds a strange and fascinating furless creature washed up on the shore. He nurses him to health and determines to gain his trust and, perhaps, his heart. But a terrible misunderstanding drives the human, Tristan, away and right into the dangerous, lustful claws of Ritnar's former pride leader. Hey guys, it's Proxy. I know what you're thinking. How could I possibly listen to more of these smooth, buttery tones? Well, good news for you. I also do audiobooks. The first audiobook I produced is Lustful Claws, Tiger and Tales, Book 1, by Sindal Rivers. You can find it on Amazon or Audible. For only a few dollars, you could listen to these smooth, buttery tones tell you all about the story of Ritnar, a tigerin, and Tristan, his forbidden love. Just search Lustful Claws or Sindal Rivers on Audible today. Welcome back. We're going to get into The Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons. We experienced it, so you don't have to unless you feel like it. I recommend this one, though. Same. Uh, What were your first overall impressions? Because this book, I started reading. I bought it as a collection. Well, it sounds like you're giving me your overall impressions, in fact, before I give you mine. It does. (laughs) And that's fine. Um, Because I went first last time. Did you? I did. You did? Yes. As I usually do. As as is usually the, the correct order of the things. The case. Um, well, I picked it up as part of an, a big anthology book uh, of furry smut called Give Yourself a Hand, where it's all stories about masturbation and self-pleasure because there's not nearly enough of those. And what a good title. What a good title. Um, this was the first 10. one in that. I got about halfway through it, and then I was like, Al needs to hear this. So then I read it to you, I think, that same night. I think almost certainly you did. So now give me your first impressions, and then I'll give you mine. Okay, great. Well, I thought this was going to be a, like, an Eddie Knott style, like, silly story with just, like, a lot of meaningless sex for the sake of sex. And I was so wrong on every account. (laughs) Because this was a beautiful work of literature. It really was. For me, initially, reading like the first few paragraphs, I was certain that this was going to be a tale of a boy seducing his babysitter. Because they, they get into that right yeah, off the bat. And he's sneaking around and his babysitter is asleep. Mm-hmm. But he's 18. And I'm like, all right, you're setting this up perfectly to not be fucking a minor. But also... 
But also, why does an 18 year old have a babysitter? They get into it. But I was very quickly proven wrong as things took a turn for the demonic. The more of the story I read, the better it got. Yeah, the second they mentioned demons, you were like, full mast. Basically, full mast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, where do the demons come in? I don't even care. This shit's furry. Uh, <laughs> look, when there is. Are you a furry? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> What's this? What's this? Um, so, as far as story and plot, Trent is your typical badger. That was his name. God dang it. That was his name. Trent is your typical badger, raised in a religious household, told to stay a virgin and fed misinformation about sex. As such, he decides the only way he's ever going to be not a virgin is to summon a demon, specifically a succubus, to have sex with him. Upon summoning the demon, however, he quickly finds himself in over his head, but also that he has a lot to learn. That's my... What I feel is a very accurate discomfort. I don't dis- think you could have summed it up better. And I'm glad I cut you off for uh, stumbling Thank you. over your words. <laughs> very happy that I instead avoided that instead of drawing attention to it like I am now. Mm, you really hit me with the Streisand effect. Thank you. Barbara well, Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Oh. She's the one that created the Streisand effect. So that's... Really? Yeah. You do not know that? Wow. Long silence. Story. <laughs> Tell me what you thought of the story and plot. Well, the story and plot were, I, I guess they were kind of unexpected. It was very, it caught me off guard. I didn't know where it was going at all. Like, until the very end of this story, I was kind of just guessing at where the plot was going. Because, like, it starts off, and I had the same thought that, like, oh, this is a this is a kid going to sleep with his babysitter. And then it was like, oh, no, it's a kid who's going to sleep with a demon. And then it was like, oh, no, this demon wants to educate this young badger man. And... And I was like, okay, well, that's going to be the end of it. And now he wants to help other people with this. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is so nice. You just kept getting better. Yeah, it was very, it wasn't predictable. It was, com- it was surprisingly wholesome. For a book with a title like that, yeah, it was. It was surprisingly For wholesome. The intentions with which he went into it. For a story called The Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons. So good, though. So good. I would highly recommend this to anyone, even if you're not a furry. If you're not a furry and you read this, congratulations. Welcome to the fandom. We'd love to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) We're very happy to meet you. Between Amorous and the Christian Boys Guide to Sex with Demons, and if you follow last week's episode, our our last episode, and you read To Own a Wolf, I'm sorry. There's You can't get through those and be like, yeah, I'm not really a furry, though. It's over for you. That's like just give in. the The pathogen has taken you. That's like when we're on uh, stay classy, and they're like, "I'm a straight man, but I think of fucking dudes a lot." And it's like, mm. "I'm a straight man, but I've been married to another man for 15 years." <laughs> Jokes on him. I'm not gay. Jokes on him. I'm not gay. Perfectly straight. I just don't like women. Uh huh. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like sure. Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. You say so. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the character depth? 
and their development. I was surprised with how much depth there was, especially for the demon. Like, the, <sighs> the demon was such a character. Like, both, you know, in the normal character sense because they were in this story and also in the fact that they had a lot of character to them yeah it was so good and they very quickly became one of my favorite characters potentially in literature right my favorite representation of a demon at very least absolutely like without without question um absolutely loved it i think trent's character arc throughout the story is really good he starts off like ignorant, desperate, even a bit arrogant, and quickly begins to learn about sex in his own body as the demon teaches him. And by the end of the story, he's had a delightful change of heart and perspective and mm-hmm. kind of come full circle. The succubus slash incubus, so well written, clearly very at home in their own body and so fitting of a sex demon, possessing all sex organs necessary or desired. Um, yes. The comfort with which the demon exists within itself and its situation is awe-inspiring, and they quickly became my favorite character in the whole story. Absolutely. You know, like, when you get those people that you hang out with and you're like, this person is so cool to start with, but then they manage to be cool and also, like, really humble about it, and they're just like, yeah, I I fucked up a couple times. No big deal. I'm only human. Like, those kind of people. That's, like, how the demon came off. Yes. Just with like, no, this is just the way of things, dude. Like, you're going to have to get used to it. Right. And just very matter of fact about the whole thing. Like, she wasn't, they they weren't, I don't know why, like, just when you were reading it, I kept thinking feminine things about them, but. I couldn't really go one way or the other with them. Yeah, like, it went back and forth, but, like, overall, my stupid, like, you know, caveman brain was like, I should be one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it does not. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Your caveman brain sounds like a poo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh where was where was I going with this? Uh I don't know. The demon's comfort in their own. The skin. demon is great, okay? That's yeah. the long and short. And it. I think you really see the the big change in Trent over the story. Like his character arc does like one of these, like it's an actual arc yeah. that you see all the stages he's going through and by the end of it, he's much more comfortable with himself and with this whole demon business. Like we not only see the apprehension that he has towards uh, realizing that he's somewhat of uh, an exhibitionist learning what a voyeur is. Uh, He goes from the, uh, when asked like, have you ever touched yourself to get off? And he's like, no, I don't need to do that. It's like, it's not a need to do it, kid. Like, you, you explore yourself and that's that's why like the demon was just so good at being like this is just the way things are like this demon is exactly why I want to create like this thing that I want to create for education yeah like this course that I'd like to create in the future it's like, it's it, this demon exactly exemplifies what I want in this world <laughs> and we also get to see the hang-ups that Trent has with the religious indoctrination that he's been facing for his whole life, his whole 18 years of existence, being told things are one way, things are this way, things work like this, and you're not supposed to ever touch yourself because it's a sin. And the demon being like, no, you guys kind of like, you you got really backwards on a lot of it. Like, it ain't all wrong, but it ain't all right. Right. And I think that was kind of like, 
they were very real with the whole situation and all of Trent's hangups and being very real with um, the the fact that one of the biggest things that the succubus goes over time and time again is consent was super fucking hot. And they, they there wasn't any like pussyfooting around it. Mm-mm. They were very much like, no, consent is the biggest thing between you and any potential partner. And getting into like consent only counts when they are of sound mind, not when they're completely trash drunk or drugged up otherwise or half asleep or whatever the case may be. And they were very specific and very straightforward about it. And I really appreciate that because n- no one no one does that. And that's not, not what you would expect. Do that. You would expect like, oh, if they're a demon, obviously everything they do is going to be self-serving and go be as evil as possible. Right. And that's completely not what this was. No. That's why it's one of my favorite representations of a demon in literature as far as smut goes. Um, what are your thoughts on the general quality of the writing? The prose of this story flows very easily, naturally. Uh, I was immediately interested in the story, and it easily held my attention throughout the whole story. Uh, The quality of writing was very good. I tend to focus on grammar and spelling errors, as I've mentioned a couple of times, and I don't remember any, so I have to assume there were so few that they were inconsequential if present at all. Mm. See, me working with uh, being mildly dyslexic, Yes. sometimes I don't know if it's a spelling error or if it's just my brain was dumb for a second there, and then I have to go back and reread and go, okay, no, it's just me. For me, The Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons is very well written. PJ Wolf does a great job setting the scene, exploring the inner feelings of Trent as he learns about his own body and the finer details of how sex works. Scenes are not repeated. Characters' dialogue is both fitting of the characters and very natural. Overall, it was an absolute joy to read. So much so that I read it twice in a row the first time I read it. Once to yourself and once to me. Yep. And it was Almost immediately one after the other. And I will mention that everything that we review here, you pretty much read to me, which really adds something to everything. Yeah. I'm going to try... I feel like I wouldn't like half the things you read to me as much if I read them myself. I'm going to try my darndest to get this read and produced for the Proxy Reads podcast so that people can just go listen to that. You should. Um, Because it's it's so good. You won't, no balls. Well, now I have to. Yep. And it's recorded. Mm. On live television. If you haven't checked out Proxy Reads, uh, go check out Proxy Reads. It's wherever you listen to podcasts. I just read random stuff. And I'll potentially, I'll, I'm going to be reading The Christian Boy's Guide to Sex with Demons. So look out for that. Um, fapability. Fapability is a little weird for me when it comes to books. Uh, I had mentioned in the last episode that To Own a Wolf was one of the first pieces of literature that I had ever gotten off to. And... Right. This book isn't the ideal to get off to, but you can always follow along with Trent as the demon gives him instructions to please himself in his presence. Overall, there's no real wild sex going on here, but what is offered up is plenty to work with. 
found myself incredibly aroused by the energy of the demon that they gave off in their dialogue, and it made for some interesting mental material later. But I would agree with that. It's not something that as I'm reading, I'm going, okay, I need one hand free for this. Right. It, the story itself and the, the presentation of everything was just, it drew me in so much that I couldn't really focus on anything but reading it. So that's my take on uh, the fapability. How about yourself? Well, I have this read to me by uh, the voice of Ritmar from everyone's favorite book. <laughs> oh, yeah. The voice of Ritnar from everyone's favorite book, Tiger and Tales. It's a series. Yes. I guess uh, right now everyone's favorite book, Lustful Claws. Correct. Because book two is not out yet and book three is in production. Correct. So, from everyone's favorite voice actor, Proxy Fox. Uh, <laughs> you flatter me. Uh, so, the delivery of this story definitely added to uh, the experience. As far as fapability goes, it's pretty easy to get off while you're reading. Because it's easy to multitask in that way. I don't think that this work in particular had a goal of getting you off. And it didn't come it off shows, that way. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, to this end, for our purposes and our review scale, it's not very high up on the list for fapability because it just wasn't meant for that, really. Yeah. So I don't think it reflects poorly on it that it doesn't have a lot of fapability. Yeah. I get take what you're a shot saying. every time you hear us say fapability. <laughs> if you're playing along at home, take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> uh, the kink variety. You want to lead us into that one again? Okay, so I, I picked up on three major kinks. Furry. <laughs> you don't... Are you a furry? You know, you seem I'm to pick up on it a I lot. I might be a furry. You might want to get tested. Probably. For furryism. Yeah. You gotta, if your genetic code has an OO in it somewhere, you're predisposed to be a furry. Damn. I know this because... You're a furry. There are no W's in genetic code. And yet there it is. Ooh-woo. Ooh-woo. <laughs> anyway. So three major kinks. Uh, the first one is furry. <laughs> the other two are exhibitionism and voyeurism. Yep. I think those are the main kinks... As far as this goes, if your kink is masturbation, I guess that could be considered a kink. I, I want to say even like within, would you consider voyeurism and exhibitionism its own thing independently? Or is it something different when it's masturbation versus having sex with someone else? I think exhibitionism, voyeurism reflects on any sort of. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> reflects on uh, Africa. Africa by Toto. <laughs> but on. better done by a ninja sex party. <laughs> mm. uh, I think that exhibitionism and voyeurism really pertains to any sort of sexual act done in front of other people or whatever, a camera or what have you. Yeah. I don't think it, because like, if you're on undisclosed Pornhub 
uh, ex, and you're watching a girl doing things to herself that would make Jesus cry <laughs> on camera, that's still exhibitionism. I just had an incredible idea. I saw the look of profoundness on your face. Of putting... <laughs> there needs to be, if it's not already a thing, we need to get someone who looks like Jesus weeping <clears throat> on video and just upload it to Pornhub and said, we made Jesus cry. I think there's a TikToker that could oblige to that. I think there is. I may have to reach out to a few people. I think you might have to. <laughs> What an idea. What an idea. It would get like a 100% because that's just how the PH community works. Yes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, outside of the demon possessing all sex organs and Trent learning that he's something of an exhibitionist, there's not a whole wide variety of kink. I, I mean, furry. And I don't, that's where it gets weird because I don't agree that having certain parts is a kink. It's not really. It's not. Uh, I mentioned it's, it's that with Amorous. It's how they are. And I haven't corrected myself for it in this review yet. Well, get good. So Rob. I'm correcting myself now. Good. But pretty good. much exactly what you said. Exhibitionism, voyeurism, and furry. Yeah. But. I think that really covers it, to be honest. The story doesn't really get too involved with deeper kinks. But what it does, it does well. Mm-hmm. Getting into Trent's feelings as he uh, is watched touching himself and watching the demon touch themselves as well. And everything that goes through his head on this yeah. and him not knowing what an exhibitionist is, what voyeurism is, and the demon very casually explaining it. The fact that like, very I love that they just wrote very in candidly. Yeah. I love that the demon was just like stroking themselves the whole time. And Basically. he's like, do you have to do that? And he's like, I don't have to, but I'd like to. Pretty much. That's, that's it. What was your final rating? on the Christian boy's guide to sex with demons. So on a scale of six to midnight, I give this a nine. It's fair. And to be clear, this is entirely based on the content being arousing enough to get off to, because that's, that's the six to midnight. That's the scale. The scale is from super flappy (laughs) to full mass. Full mass. And this gets a nine from me to that end. Because on any other scale based on prose or story quality or content, character development, anything else, it would be a 10 out of 10 for me. Because Mm. the topics in this story are handled respectfully, tactfully, and it approaches some really important things that I wish people talked about more. And all in all, this is an excellent story. I would recommend it to anyone. And if you do read it, welcome to the furry community. We're happy to have you. We're happy to have you here. Uh, myself, I went a little bit above that. I gave it a 10. Okay. Uh, not only was it an incredibly erotic read as far as what they did handle, but it also dealt, (laughs) (laughs) but it also delved into some great basic sex concepts that some adults could even use to learn a lot. Even a succubus knows that consent is king when it comes to sex, no matter what. It was an incredibly refreshing story overall. And I absolutely recommend it to anyone looking for a great erotic short. The only reason, again, that this is not a full midnight for me or a full mast or anything higher than a 10 is solely because its intent was not to get you off. Yeah. Had it been that intent, it would have done a very good job at it, I have no doubt. 
Oh, for sure. But and I can't wait to read more in this anthology. Incredibly well written. Because this is the only one we read in this book. So far, yeah. So far. I am stoked to see what else is in here. Mm. PJ Wolf, if you're out there listening for some reason, thank you. First of all, good thank job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put uh-huh. in a short story what some people like pay real money to go to full courses on. It's <laughs> yes. Plain English, very straightforward. It doesn't get better. Cannot I appreciate it, it. What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? I saw you tippy tapping. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go over to uh, our website where we host the podcast so that I can be prepared for putting it up. Excellent. Getting it up when we're done with our (laughs) recording. (laughs) That's that's my bag. I was searching for words as they come to me. Excellent. Yes. So that's it. That's that's all we've got for you this uh, this episode. But you know what you can do? You can join us again for the next episode when we are going to be reviewing Dream Daddy, the dad dating oh, simulator. Oh, I'm so excited. And taken by her best friend's brother by our boy, Eddie Knotts. It's going to be a time. Join us again then for our reviews and thoughts on something that's not furry. And we'll (laughs) see you then. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We also, it's probably going to be in the show notes. It's going to be in the show notes. We have a Patreon now. If you think that, boy, I have way too much expendable money in my wallet. And I would love to give some of it to these fine young boys. So they could go out and spend my hard-earned money on porn. Then we have the place for you. You could give a monthly donation to our bad habits <laughs> on our Patreon site. I will put a link in the show notes because everyone needs... I'm very forward about it. Man, I want to go out and donate <laughs> like right now. I know you I want to sign up to be a Patreon for I these guys. I want to sign up to give... I'd like to give these nice young boys some more porn in their lives. Is uh, some more. Dumb you know what I mean? Them. Like if my grandmother had wheels, she'd have been a bicycle. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that will never not be funny. It, it really won't. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us on Patreon, you can check out. I'll definitely have the link for you here in a second. I have my suspicions. I just need to remember how things work here is the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Super am glad we're doing this right now. Ah, you know what? You guys just witnessed it. Uh, I just launched it. You wow. can go to patreon.com backslash six, the number two, Midnight. That's the number six, the number two, midnight. And you'll find our Patreon. There's was confetti floating all around it. Um, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm very I'm very forward about uh what this page is. So we'll see you there. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you again in the next episode of Six to Midnight, and until then. 
Happy fapping? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going with. Happy fapping. Fap happy. Fap happy.